And we're only seven days in 2018, and no doubt you've experienced some or both of those things. You've had some happy times and maybe already some hard times. So what I want to do today is I want to give you a short verse for a long year. And you're going to find that verse in Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. You open your copy of the Scriptures there, Romans chapter 12. And Romans chapter 12 is one of those special passages of Scripture. Uh, It's one of my favorite uh, passages in the Bible. I can't imagine how many times I have over the years quoted Romans 12, 1 and 2 when I've been preaching and so forth. But as you progress through Romans chapter 12, uh, as you keep going, you reach some short verses. And some short verses, some short phrases that are packed with truth. And we're only going to focus on one of those short phrases today. Uh, but it's a great list. And, and I think what we'll do is we're going to read the, the passage together because all of the verses are great here. And then we're going to come back and focus on one. I, I love how one of my study Bibles described this, uh, uh, this passage. It, it, marked, it marks of a true Christian. Marks of a true Christian. The Bible before me uh, this morning has it labeled behave like a Christian. And so I want to pick up the reading there in Romans chapter 12, verse 9. Romans chapter 12, verse 9. And we're going to read them all and then we'll come back and we're going to focus on one of these for 2018. Romans chapter 12. Let's begin reading at verse 9. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. You know, we could have taken many of those verses and preached a text today. That would be a great theme for 2018. But uh, I want to just focus on one. And uh, I've selected just one, or maybe I should say it selected me. At the beginning of last year, this verse that I'm going to preach on today uh, began appearing over and over to me. Uh, I think it was right after we had actually uh, purchased a wooden sign that had it on it, and we placed it in our bedroom. And after that, it was kind of like when you get a certain kind of car, maybe you get a new car. You ever gotten a new vehicle, and next thing you know, you look around, and you see all kinds of that same vehicle around. And, and that's kind of what happened with this verse. After we got the verse and we put it on our wall, uh, I began seeing it over and over and over again. It was I, I joked it, it almost seemed to be following me around. And to be honest, I'm glad that it did. And I'm glad that God brought that uh, verse to my mind. And it wasn't coincidence that the Lord who kept bringing this verse to my attention over and over again. And today I want to bring it to your attention. 
and say, well, what is this short verse for the long year? Well, it's here in Romans chapter 12. And if you have a hard time remembering when you get to maybe July or August this year, you say, what was that verse that uh, Pastor Rodney preached on? Well, you can remember if you can remember there's 12 months in a year because it's Romans chapter 12, verse 12. Romans 12, 12. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. That's a great text for the new year. That's a great text for 2018. If it's going to be a mixed bag of happy times and hard times, this verse covers them all. So we're going to keep today's message real simple. You notice there are three phrases in the verse before you, and so there are three points to our message today. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. And so as we look at this verse together, notice first of all that we're simply to be joyful in hope. Be joyful in hope. Now, speaking to Christians here, Paul, writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says to them, rejoice in hope. Be joyful in hope. But how can he say that? How can he make that command? What if it's a hard time? What if it's a horrible time? What if it's a rotten year? How is it that we're commanded and told in the Scripture to be joyful in hope, to rejoice in hope? Well, beloved, we have to remember that as Christians, we can rejoice no matter what. Look at the verse again. It says rejoice in hope. Now, we've got to remember when it comes to hope in the Bible, it's not like the hope we often talk about. We say things like, I hope it warms up. I hope it doesn't rain. I hope I don't owe too much on my taxes this year. I hope the Panthers can actually win a game this afternoon. These are wishes. These are desires. These are uncertainties. These are things that are iffy and we just kind of have a desire that they go the way that we want them to go. But Bible hope is different. Bible hope is different. Bible hope is sure. James Montgomery Boyce said in the Bible, hope always has to do with what God has promised, but we've not seen or received yet. What God has promised, but we've not seen or received yet. This kind of hope is certain. It's not iffy. It's not wishy and washy. It's a blessed hope. It's a glorious hope. It's a sure hope. It's like the blessed hope in Titus chapter 2. Verse 13, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our God, our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's a sure hope. It's a certainty. We haven't seen it yet, but it's going to come. Our hope is firmly established in Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. The hope that God gives us is a sure, certain thing. And so it's easy to rejoice on those happy days. But beloved, we can rejoice even in the hard days. We can rejoice in the horrible days. We can rejoice because we have a sure hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Peter chapter 1. Verses 6 through 9 talks about that. He says, In this you greatly rejoice. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. That the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Him having not seen you love, 
Though now you do not see Him, yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. That hope we're talking about is found in Jesus Christ. It's a certain thing. It's a sure thing. It's a blessed thing. And we can rejoice this year no matter what. Now, beloved, we have to understand, we need to remember that we may not always be happy. You know, happiness depends on what upon what happens. And so if what happens makes me happy, then I'm happy. But if what happens doesn't make me happy, then I'm unhappy. And, and God has not promised us we're going to be happy. But God has promised that we can have joy no matter what. Because uh, the joy that we have is a sure joy. It's a certain joy. It's a fixed joy. It's a blessed joy. It's the joy we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. And praise the Lord, we do have those times of happiness. And we do have times of unhappiness. But regardless, we can always have times of joy if we'll keep our focus upon the Lord Jesus Christ because our joy is found in Jesus Christ. And so I say to all of us this year, we need to be joyful in hope. Be joyful in hope. But, you know, those minutes we're talking about are ticking by. So let's get to the second thing. And the second thing is this. Be patient in affliction. Be patient in affliction. Now, those two words are not exactly our favorite words, are they? Patient and affliction. Or patient and tribulation. Patient, of course, here has the idea of endurance. Or holding out. Or refusing to quit. So I'm going to hold on. I'm going to endure. I'm going to not quit. I'm going to be patient in tribulation or affliction. It's the idea of having an oppressive state. It can be physical or mental or social or economic adversity. To put it even plainer, beloved, it's talking about trouble and problems and afflictions and suffering. In other words, what this verse is saying is this. Don't quit when things get tough. Be patient in affliction. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Don't run away when times get tough. You say, well, preacher, that's good preaching, but tough living. You're right. You're right. And if we try to do this on our own, we're going to fail and we're going to quit. We're going to throw in the towel. We can't do it on our own. We've got to depend upon the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to trust Christ. We've got to remember that certain hope we talked about a moment ago. These afflictions and trials and things that we're going through, that we have a blessed hope in the midst of those things. We've got to remember that no matter what's going on in our lives and this tribulation and problems and trial and sorrow, remember that Jesus is near and He's present and He cares and He loves us. Put your finger there in chapter 12, would you? And turn back to chapter 8. And find verse 31. And you find some verses here that will help on those hard days. Romans chapter 8, beginning at verse 31. Romans 8, 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Romans 8, 32. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God and also makes intercession for us. Jesus is praying for you, child of God. Look at verse 35. Talking about being patient in affliction. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? 
Shall tribulation? We were just told to be patient. Shall tribulation separate us from the love of Christ? Or distress or persecution or famine? Or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, here's the amazing thing, beloved. Look what's going on in all these times of trouble and stress and persecution and even physical harm. Yet in all these things, verse 37, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing. You think, what could it be? Nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah, friend. No matter what you're going through, know this, nothing can separate you from Christ's love. Nothing. You say, well, what? maybe this can. No, no created thing can separate you from the love of Jesus Christ. And so we can be patient. We can endure through Christ's strength and affliction, knowing that we have a blessed hope. Uh, one more thought before we go on to our third point. It, it says to endure and to be patient and, and to uh, hold on during these tough times. And, and I think it helps remember this, beloved. These tough times are not going to last forever. Old J. Vernon McGee tells about uh, uh, a fellow that lived, uh, I guess, down in the south. And he was here down in the south, part of our country. And in a certain church, they were having a service and people were giving out their favorite Bible verses. Maybe you've been in a, a service like that. And people were taking turns sharing their favorite Bible verse. And, and he said this one fellow, he stood up in the service and he said that his favorite verse was, It came to pass. My favorite verse is, It came to pass. Everyone looked puzzled. Everybody looked confused. I mean, here this fellow is. He seems genuine. And finally the preacher said, Well, brother, how in the world can it came to pass be your favorite? And here's what that old boy said. He said, When I have trouble and when I have problems, I like to read that verse. It came to pass. And I know that my trouble or my problem has come to pass. It hasn't come to stay. It came to pass. Now, let me just tell you, that's poor hermeneutics, but good theology nonetheless. A reminder, beloved, that all these troubles that we're dealing with, they've not come to stay, they've come to pass. There's coming a day when they will be no more. There's coming a day He'll wipe every tear from our eyes. There'll be no more sorrow, no more sickness, no more pain, no more saying goodbye, no more affliction, no more persecution, no more aches and pains and all the things we deal with. We will be perfect forever with our perfect Lord and Savior. Hallelujah, even so come Lord Jesus. It came to pass. We've had two so far. Be joyful in hope. Be patient in affliction. And the third thing we're going to talk about this morning, I think, is the key to doing the first two. You already know what it is. We're to be faithful in prayer. Be faithful in prayer. The verse we're looking at this morning, Romans 12, 12. Remember, if you forget where it is, there's 12 months in the year. Rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation. Continuing steadfastly in prayer. Literally, it means to devote yourself to prayer. Now, many days, beloved, here's where the battle is won or lost. Why is it that we struggle so with our, our minutes and our days and our weeks and our months? Could it be our lack of prayer? Could it be that we're trying to go it alone? 
We're trying to figure it out on our own. We're trying to muscle through. Listen, prayer is critical. Prayer is crucial for the health of a Christian. That's why we focus on it so much. That's why we talk about it. That's why we include it in all of our services. That's why we set aside a week at the beginning of the year. That's why we give you a, a booklet to help you in your prayer life. That's why we talk about prayer and practice prayer so much. Because prayer is crucial. And if we're going to be healthy Christians, we've got to pray. I love what uh, William McDonald said about prayer. This is worth writing down. He said, prayer brings power in our lives and peace to our hearts. That's good, beloved. Prayer brings power in our lives and peace to our hearts. And I don't know about you, but what I need in 2018 and what I need every day is I need power in my life and I need peace in my heart. And the way to get that is through prayer. As I give my life, give my concerns, give my days, my weeks, my hours, my seconds to the Lord and ask Him to guide my life, to empower my life, to give me peace in the midst of the struggles and trials, to, to go with me and to help me to follow Him. And that's what we all need. I think everybody, if they were honest today, would say, listen, I'd love to have that in my life. I want to know God's power. I want to know God's peace in my life. Well, beloved, it's going to come as we give our lives to prayer. If we go on in our prayerless, weak, faltering way, then it's our own fault. The truth of the matter is we're as close to the Lord at this moment as we decide to be. Um, we're the ones making that decision. A, a lot of Christians, sad to say, they're, they're like a float that I read about that appeared one time in the Tournament of Roses parade. You all familiar with that parade? It, it happens on uh, New Year's Day. Um, in fact, it was on in our house. Uh, my wife made a special uh, effort to make sure she caught that parade. You know, it's the, the, where they have all the floats that are decorated with the flowers and, and the beautiful uh, natural elements. And we watched some of it this past uh, uh, Monday. But I was reading this past week and understand at the Tournament of Roses parade that one year a float suddenly sputtered and quit. It ran out of gas. And, you know, it's a very long parade. And the whole parade behind was held up until someone could get a can of gas. But here's the funny thing. Uh, the float represented the Standard Oil Company. <laughs> and the Standard Oil Company's float, with all of their vast resources, had run out of gas. And the sad thing is that that float kind of pictures us as children of God, as sons and daughters of God, we have the access to God's power and help and provision and wisdom. And what do we do? We don't take advantage of it. Instead, we sputter and we stumble through our days. Why? Because we do not pray. We need to stop and pray. I want to encourage you to start this year out in prayer. And I want to encourage you to start each day out in prayer. You say, well, I don't have a lot of time. Well, you have one of two choices. You can get up earlier or you can just say a very simple, quick prayer as you're rising. Maybe even before you get out of bed, as you open your eyes just to pray um, for the day. It might be a very simple, short prayer. But to give your day to the Lord. Why? Because prayer brings power in our lives and peace to our hearts. And we all need that. And we need to pray in the happy days. In the happy days, don't forget the Lord. We should praise Him. And, and I know that you're going to want to pray in the hard days. Because you need the Lord in a special way. So, beloved, real simple this year. Real simple message today. There you have it, a short verse 
for a long year. Now here's the question. Will we obey it? Will we practice it? Will we live it out? Will we use it? And will we, by obeying it, beloved, enjoy the wonderful fruit that it can bring to our lives? Be joyful in hope. Be patient in affliction. Be faithful in prayer. Three simple things that we need to be doing each and every day. Beloved, if we'll do that, as children of God, I'm convinced, we truly will have a wonderful, wonderful year. Let's bow together. Father, thank you for these verses here in Romans 12 where you take just a few words, you put them together, and they are such powerful truths. Father, I pray first of all, if anybody here does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, that your Holy Spirit would show them their need of Christ and help them to place their faith in Christ right now that they would begin this year knowing for certain that their sin is forgiven and their home is heaven. And then, Father, as many of us have already done that, and we know for certain that we're heaven-bound and our sin is forgiven and Christ is our Lord and Savior, help us, Lord, to practice this little verse. Lord, to each day be joyful in hope to be a patient person in affliction, and to be faithful in prayer. Father, we know that prayer is a declaration of dependence. Prayerlessness is a declaration of pride. So Lord, help us to prayerfully go through each day of this year. And in the happy days and in the hard days, to acknowledge you, to love you, to rejoice in you and to depend upon you. Thank you that you never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you for the precious promises you've given to us. Thank you that we have a sure hope in Jesus Christ. Thank you that salvation is not a hope so or maybe so. It's a no so for certain. And so help us this year to do these things we've talked about. And truly serve you and love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. May you be glorified in our lives and in this church today and for the rest of our days. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our closing hymn this morning is 446. The altar is open. You need to be saved today. We'd love to help you with that. If you want to come and pray, maybe God's burdened you about something, we would invite you to come. We're going to close at 446. Take time to be holy. Speak off with thy Lord. Abide in, in Him always. And so uh, we've got to give time to our faith and time to growing in our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's stand together. 446, the altar is open. You come as God leads. Take time to be holy. Mm-hmm.